As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Quantum Guide Show, interviews with awakened masters as they share their quantum work with you. The Quantum Guide Show is produced by Karen Holton, creator of the Nine Steps to Quantum Health Transformation, a free nine-step online course to give you the tips and resources you need to thrive. Karen lost and continues to keep off 178 pounds of surplus body weight as she made her dreams come true. Whether you are awakening to the ascension process or simply want a wiser, more efficient lifestyle, this program is for you. No strings attached. The Quantum Guide Show is brought to you in part by Zendome's Organite, Karen's unique brand of orgone generators, ethically sourced, handmade, and double charged for maximum effect. Find out how orgone generators work and what they can do for you. Don't be fooled by imitations. Check out Karen's current selection, only available from her website, KarenHoltonHealthCoach.com and on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Quantum Health Transformation. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Quantum Guide Show. Today in episode 77, my new guest is Aurora Seraphine. She is an integrative holistic healing practitioner and founder of Divine Alchemy Temple Arts. She wears many hats, including intuitive coach, deep trance sound healer, conscious musician, vocal activator, channel, massage therapist, Reiki master, essential oil alchemist, certified hypnotist, theta healer, medical intuitive, and more. With a lifelong sensitivity to energy and the other realms, she naturally gravitated towards the healing arts. Then in 2007, she founded a healing and training center for subtle energy practices and vibrational medicine techniques. 
Aurora practices many modalities of massage and bodywork as a licensed massage therapist and practices and teaches advanced energy work techniques. Aurora also practices several forms of hypnosis. With her unique education and personal practices, she also developed a sound healing technique called Sonoluminous Divine Entertainment. Aurora is also a writer, speaker, mama of two, and an advocate for organic high-vibe living and spirit-directed pregnancy and birth. It is Aurora's commitment to align with the inner divine to support herself and others in becoming the most tuned-in, radiant versions of themselves, awakened to the reality of heaven on earth. Welcome, Aurora, to the Quantum Guide Show. How are you today? Thank you so much. I'm doing really well, and I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Absolutely my pleasure. Now, let's start. I, I just want to mention, too, before we get going, that I found out about you through mm -hmm. our a mutual friend, Dave Petrella. Yes. And um, so I want to thank Dave uh, for connecting us. And um, let's we'll give a <laughs> shout out to Dave. Hi, Dave. He's on the road right now doing research, but I just appreciate him very much. So let's get started with um, your journey. How did it unfold for you? Wow. So that's it's definitely a loaded question, um, <laughs> as you know. Um, yeah, I think when anyone asks that question, there's always so much that leads up to what it is that is the evolution of who we are today. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say um, from a very young age, I was able to sense energy and I was an experiencer also from a very young age. So some of my very first memories were um, having experiences where I was being visited by beings that, you know, I had no frame of reference at that time. And I was raised in a sort of like a Southern Baptist house mm. in, in Texas. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to my waking mind, I didn't have the frame of reference or the language to identify what it was that I was experiencing. And I had no mentors or uh, people around me to, you know, really help me dial in what was going on, have, you know, communicate to me what was going on or, or give me the tools to work with any of it. So, um, but I don't think that that meant that I was alone in any way. In fact, mm -hmm. it was, it was very, um, in a lot of ways, it was, it, it was very uh, nurturing in that way, because I knew that at a certain point in my young, in my young life, I knew that I was experiencing the things that other people were not really, but I didn't figure that out until I was probably like 10, 11, 12. And then I was like, oh, well, you know, so I know a lot of people have the experience of, you know, having friends in the physical world and being surrounded by an abundance of people. And that was not so much my experience. <laughs> I was homeschooled at a very young age. So I was that girl. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, um, and I also like being in a Christian household was not exposed to any of that stuff. And so, um, you know, it was kind of just like, um, reverse engineering my body, reverse engineering my life, my mind, my emotional state, like all of it to really go within and figure out what it was that was happening um, to really, uh, yeah, dial in that experience. So, so some of the experiences I can talk about, I suppose, uh, one of them, one of my very earliest memories is of me being dropped into my bed at probably four years old. And, mm -hmm. um, and I don't mean like you're waking up from a dream and you feel like you're falling. Like I literally can remember waking up and dropping a good solid, you know, three, four feet mm -hmm. into my bed mm -hmm. and bouncing. And, and another thing happened very similarly where my pillow was being dropped onto my face. And so a lot of things were happening specifically in the evening because I was alone, you know, I was, or at least undisturbed, you know, most of the time, whereas during the day, you know, we're, we're playing, things are going on as kids, 
we're going from one activity to another. There's things going on, but when you're alone, it's like you have more time and more space to have those interactions that are deep, more deep and meaningful. Mm-hmm. So, um, so some things like that were happening. I had a lot of very interesting magnetic anomalies happen where I would sense presences in, um, at night. And when I got about to the, I think my sister is four or five years apart from me, but we shared a room. So once, once, um, I I think maybe about five years old, um, she's sleeping in the same room with me, but she's such a deep sleeper and would fall asleep so fast. And I got very accustomed to staying awake because, I could feel the energy in the room. I was always very empathic, but also very like magnetically and energetically sensitive. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand all of that then. I just knew that I could feel things and it seemed like no one else I talked to understood what, what the heck I was talking about when I would try to explain it. Mm-hmm. So um, some things that would happen were <clears throat> into the evening. And this was like, for a long time as a kid, it was like almost every single night, something would happen. So, um, when, when the activity would begin, there would be this sort of like heightened sensation where kind of like you would feel tingly and the room would feel sort of electric or electromagnetic in some ways. Mm -hmm. And, um, things in my room that were metal would move. So I had these little door knocker handles on my dresser drawers to pull open the drawers and they would flip upside down and they would stay there until the morning. That's how strong this magnetic current was. So, um, so things like that would happen. Um, I can also remember just having experiences where I, I was seeing into what I now understand to be other dimensions Mm -hmm. that I would be, you know, as a kid, you kind of have to have the experience where you might be playing or you might be just spacing out, right? Like we have that freedom as kids and not too many adults anymore give themselves that freedom because we're so indoctrinated into a society that has us so distracted in Mm -hmm. doing constantly Mm -hmm. doing, you know, instead of just really experiencing the being And we miss out on so much that's right in front of our faces. Mm -hmm. And so some of the things that I can remember from a very early age, and I still have this experience today, is that if you just kind of relax your gaze and really get present and allow yourself to drop into the heart space, you can see through that dimensional veil or what we think is a dimensional veil. In fact, Mm -hmm. I don't really even think, I think it's self-imposed really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But and, and so I would see like these overlays of seeing like these other beings just kind of doing their thing, like they're living their own lives. And I'm seeing this sort of overlay. It was almost like putting a projector over another image or something, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if everyone, the younger audiences are going to be as familiar with that, but the old projectors where you, you know, you put the slide or whatever over the thing and you can project it onto a wall or whatever, but as as if you're seeing the world and then you're seeing this sort of projected thing, but it's like a movie playing out. Oh so, yeah. I'm really familiar with the process. It's like the um, mind's eye visual overlays the three-dimensional physical and yeah. reveals the teaching, the lesson, and it's trippy as hell. Actually, <laughs> I really like it. I go, yeah. oh my goodness, you know, but anyway, didn't mean to interrupt. Please, please continue. Not at all. I mean, and, and honestly, like, that's a really good point because, you know, into my young adult years, experiencing things like, you know, mushrooms or cannabis or things like that, you realize like, oh, this is just like, yeah, all that I experience amplified just a little bit more. It's like, yeah. I already see that. I hear that. Yeah. That, you know, so it just brings it out more into the forefront. And so at a certain point for me, I, I realized at an early age, like, like that realm wasn't even something that I really needed anymore, as far as mm-hmm. like partaking in medicine or having that kind of ceremony, like, and there, I don't find anything wrong with it at all. That is mm-hmm. not at all what I'm saying, but 
But what I think is, is that you can tap into those realities and you can um, commune with those spirits and those essences without ever having to physically imbibe in them, you know, mm-hmm. and they're really just teachers, um, and way showers. So, um, so yeah, it, it, it started out re- really weird for me, <laughs> but in a good way. Like, I love it. I, I love that I have had the background that I have because it's given me the insight into some of the things that, you know, I feel like sometimes I have conversations with people and it's just like total glassy eyes. Like they have no idea what I'm talking about. And I'm just like, this reality is so rich and just so full of magic if we're willing to go there and look at it. So, um, so then, uh, I mean, that kind of world progressed for me for a while. Um, I started having more experiences, I would say. So at about age 12, we moved to Wisconsin. And at that point, um, you know, that's like the beginning of your adolescence, your Kundalini is getting turned on and like, you know, you're, so you're getting activated in a brand new way. And I was taken from my, you know, home roots of the Texas area and being kind of like within this church container and homeschool container to like, you're in public school now wow to see what the world's about and you're in the frozen tundra of wisconsin (laughs) so big change that was a very big change now the interesting thing was that where we relocated um at one time that county was known as mound city and had something like over 800 mounds in this particular location well so little did i know that i had just relocated to a Mecca for sacred sites that was going to just completely activate me even more than I already was like, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn by any means, but what I'm saying is just like, like if you're open and you don't ever close that off. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You know, you can be propelled into really, really fascinating and really just mind altering, heart opening states of consciousness. If you allow it, if you're not scared of it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so that was really, really incredible. Um, and it was funny because one of my favorite places to go hiking was this place that they, you know, that the, the tourists changed the name to devil's lake, devil's doorway, all that Mm. stuff, but the indigenous call it spirit lake, spirit doorway, you know, Mm -hmm. they always try to alter it and whatever Mm -hmm. it's, it's that distortion pattern, I think. But, Mm -hmm. but anyway, this, this doorway, if you've never looked it up, I encourage everyone to check out spirit doorway, or they may call it devil's doorway. If you look it up online, but it is a straight up portal. People will try to tell you that it is a natural geological formation from, um, the glaciers, but when you look at it, you know, ain't no way the glaciers put the rocks like this with like the way that they're balanced. And it's just incredible. Um, and to go be there in the energy. So if you do go there, go, please go there with reverence and with honor and respect. Um, yeah, just speaking, speaking to everybody. Um, it's, that's something that has really come clear to me over the years and I'm diving with sacred sites and stuff like that, which is a big part of my journey and, um, my family's journey and kind of who we've become. So, um, but yeah, and I find that the more reverence you go in with too, the more, uh, deep the experience can be and the more fulfilling because you're given insights then. Whereas if you go in just kind of like, willy-nilly recreationally without really going deep into the heart, then, you know, you may find some like physical, interesting physical evidence of things, or you may, you know, you may have a cool experience, but it's not going to be the same as if you're actually having the interactions with the local spirit or the ancestors or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, so having said that, 
that really propelled me forward. I started um, doing a lot of investigation at that point at my local library, um, the bookstores. I ended up uh, later on finding someone who had a metaphysical store, but that probably wasn't until I was like 18 or 19 or something. But um, so I just was doing research into everything that I could think of from, I mean, across the board, like herbalism, uh, energy work, quantum physics, um, telekinesis, uh, like witchcraft, like all of the things that you think you're like trying to explain away, like how and why is all of this happening and what does it all mean? And so, you know, I I started a, a, a pretty massive library from a very young age, just trying to find answers. Um, and for a while there, it was a very consistent thing that I was having um, visitations from all kinds of interesting beings. Um, and, and I really learned um, how to hone in those experiences a little bit more uh, with more discernment, I would say, because at first, you know, when, when you're kind of like, you're the lighthouse, right? You're like a magnet and you're attracting all kinds of attention. And so over time, you realize that like everything that you are seeking is seeking you. Mm -hmm. So it's really a matter of like, what am I putting out? What am I being? And what am I creating? Because it's actually you that is manifesting the whole experience unto yourself. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and that, that in itself has been one of the biggest teachings in terms of, um, my reality, my health, um, all of it. Like that's mm -hmm. like, if there's one nugget from, I think from my whole life, like that would probably be it in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, moving on from there, I, um, so I was having a lot of contact experiences too, which continued into my, uh, in my teenage years and my young adulthood and specifically like it would happen a lot at my parents' house. And I would have these experiences of going outside and seeing these lights in the sky. And I'm not talking like satellites where you're like, Oh, I can follow this thing across the sky. And then it's gone. I'm talking like things would show up where it was like, there's suddenly 400, 500, 600, 700, blue lights that are blinking in and out, you know, and they're like much closer than an airplane would be, mm -hmm. but they're like, just, they just look like these enormously brilliant blue stars. Um, another one that's really a, a fascinating story. I shared this one with Dave recently too, was, um, I, I was living at my parents' house at the time. Um, I was kind of back and forth as a, as a teenager and I had come home from work and I pulled up into their driveway. Now my parents are on, they're in the country, they're out in the country, they're on about two acres, but then they've got, um, a lot of farmland behind them, but then there's a tree line that sort of like, um, closes it off at the end. So there's probably an additional two acres behind their first two acres that goes back. And so this tree line is, um, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe like six or 700 feet back from the house. Mm -hmm. So I pull into the, into the driveway, which faces that tree line. And there is a craft in the corner of the tree line that is in this sort of like rainbow arc shape. And it's this deep orange color, like a burnt orange sienna or something. And it's separated, the lights are separated into five equal sections. So there's a center section and then two outer sections. And, you know, when I pull up there, my first initial thought is just like, I just had this overflowing feeling coming from my heart that was just like euphoric. I knew it felt familiar. I didn't know why consciously, but it felt like home. And I was just like, oh my God, like I was just taken, you know? And, um, you know, metaphorically, but then also, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think so. There's like a missing time element to this story where, 
I'm sitting there and I seem to like go into some kind of trance because I don't know how long I was sitting there. And then suddenly the thought occurred to me, oh, I should go inside and tell my mom, you know, what's going on so she can come outside and see this. So I go, I go outside and I walk inside, but for some reason, it feels like I'm sort of gliding. Like, I'm just like, I don't even really feel like I'm walking. I'm just sort of gliding into the house. So I get inside and my mom and my aunt are both there and they were having dinner dinner together. But at this point, they're just kind of chatting in the kitchen and I walk up to them and I start talking to them and I'm like, you guys, you have to come outside and see this thing. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's amazing. And you have to, it's really close right now. You have to come see it. And it was like, they didn't even see me, acknowledge me. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, they are totally ignoring me right now. (laughs) Whatever. So I just, you know, I'm a teenager at that point. So so I just keep kind of gliding back to the bedroom that I was living in at the time. And I sit down on the futon and I kind of like look around and I'm like, why am I sitting in here? I need to go back outside and see if this thing is still there, I go outside. And by that point it's gone. And then it was sort of like something happened where I felt like I sort of came back to my body. Mm -hmm. And then I go back inside. I don't remember really what happened after that, but years later, I'm telling my mom about this story and about how she, you know, I had this really vivid encounter that I couldn't believe that she, I still couldn't believe that she didn't want to go out and see it that night. And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember that happening at all. Mm -hmm. So later on, you know, I ended up getting into the healing arts. I ended up, um, well, I've, I've been a, um, a musician, my whole, my whole family, we're all into music. Um, my brother, both my brothers are musicians, although one is a professional musician and sound engineer. My sister is in music theater and now in film and amazing singer. So we've, we've always had that in our blood. And um, so that was a big part of me. And I think that, you know, when you're, when you gravitate towards the healing arts, that's something that is a natural merger, right? That you're mm-hmm. like, oh, my voice is one of the most powerful healing tools Mm-hmm. that I can use for myself and for other people. So, you know, it's kind of a win-win. So naturally I, you know, I, I ended up, um, by age 19 had become a Reiki master, started going to massage school, um, went to really, really went to an amazing massage school, um, that, uh, my mom and my aunt and I all ended up schooling together at the same time at this place called tibia, which stands for transformation, intuition, body work and action. So it was like right up my alley, right? Exactly what I needed for that time in my life. And, um, so, you know, a lot of it was really supporting people and in facilitating that transformation within the self first, so that you can go out into the world and hold, understand how to hold space for other people. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, which was huge, which was huge. So, so after that, um, I think I was doing that for about 10 years and also, well, I, I guess I'll back it up. So when, when we went to school together, the three of us actually co-founded the space that we, um, that we were working out of. Um, so it was, it was used for massage, for healing energy work. And, uh, we also did classes and events and, mm-hmm. um, mostly like the, a lot, we did a lot of, uh, like one-on-one mentorship type of things too. So, so that was really fun. Um, and then I started kind of bouncing around and traveling all over still throughout those experiences, having many of these contact experiences, but then they kind of little by little, they started getting a little closer into my sphere so that they were, you know, reminding me like, Hey, we're here to actually communicate with you. Mm -hmm. So, um, so eventually 
I would say 10 years into doing body work and energy work, then I started also integrating hypnosis, which was an amazing tool. So that kind of took everything that I had already learned in this lifetime and remembered from other lifetimes, right? Because we're just kind of merging into the present moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And really, yeah, it's just kind of like funneling everything into the now. Um, And so once that became an element in what I was doing, it was like taking all of the memories that I had already gotten back and all, you know, um, kind of bringing all of that Dharma back online to remember mm-hmm. that, then it was like, um, hypnosis to me is such a great tool, like for so many reasons. I mean, I think, you know, the typical reasons people think of is like breaking a bad habit, you know, um, losing weight, quitting smoking, da, 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 you know, and, and that's mm-hmm. all good. It has its place. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and I'm always happy to work with people in that capacity, but what was really blowing my mind was that it is a tool for time travel. You know, it's a mm-hmm. tool to, um, you know, turn on the latent memory within your DNA to turn on your latent spiritual gifts that we've held at bay for whatever reason, they're never Mm -hmm. really outside of us. Right. But Mm -hmm. like getting into that space and remembering how to hold, uh, that frequency of that full integration between our, our, what we think of as our human selves and, and our Mm -hmm. higher selves. It's like, it's like just learning how to keep that doorway open. Right. And that's where where our ability to do things like channel and have that. And I don't say that lightly either. I know a lot of people use that. And sometimes they just think of like channeling a a being or something. And so that kind of freaks some people out. But I just want to say about, you know, in, in regard to that, that it's really important that if you know who you are and you know that you're creating it and you know that it's all you and it's all God, then you know, it's all good. Mm hmm. It really eliminates the fear and, um, and then you can experience things that are extremely rewarding. I'm really glad you're sharing this information with us. Why I started the show in the first place was I wanted to put out there everything that I needed when I was birthing myself spiritually, when I was going through the awakening process, when I was discovering um, a deeper level of my own gifts. And I thought I need to start a show that puts all that out there so that it's kind of a one-stop shop for people that are interested, people that want to explore this. And, and that's why that's why this show exists. So it's just so so good. I don't want to cut you off if you if you want to continue or I have a question, it's up to you. But um, yeah, please continue. It's this is great. This is just what people need to hear. A lot of us have these experiences, but we don't have language for it. We don't have the concepts um, or the symbols mirrored back to us from our society. And it can feel sometimes like we're going crazy and we're not at all quite the contrary. We are now uh, achieving a level of health that every single one of us, not just me, not just you, all of us can enjoy. So anyway. Absolutely. No, I love, I love it. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I love that you shared that. It's, it's um, and thank you. Thank you for doing what you're doing because it is important. You know, and, and that's, 
as a child, like I, and, and a young adult, like I wish that I would have had people in my life. And it wasn't until mm-hmm. I was probably, I think, I think I was, I think I was maybe 19 when I told you I discovered the metaphysical shop. And to this day, these, these people, my friends, Steve and Joanne are some of the dearest people to my heart because mm-hmm. they were like some of the first like magi sage you know, examples that I had in my life that were really embodying these qualities and, and really like helped me anchor myself on the path, you know? Um, and I think too, I I've had so many experiences of, um, seeing young kids and tuning in with them and knowing like, Mm -hmm. Oh, they're awake. Mm -hmm. Whoa, they're awake. And, and most kids are, it's just that from an early age, they're just indoctrinated into the programs of society so deeply, so quickly that so many of those things can just get just turned off in their energy field. And it's like, oh, these yeah. blinders sort of go up. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, one time I was, um, and this was like one of the first indicators for me that really anchored in my understanding at, that, I, that I was really like a physical empath. Um, which, you know, you don't, you don't have the language to even describe what any of that is. And when you don't know that that's what you're experiencing, you just think there's something wrong with you, you know? (laughs) And that's so, it's so, um, counterintuitive really. And so it's so important to have people around you that can, that can help, you know, guide and, and keep a clean slate. I think that's the biggest thing is just like, not necessarily even being the teacher, but just keeping a clean slate because, and I can say this about my own children, like my children are brilliant, but not because of something that I'm teaching them or trying to program them into. Like I, I just, my, my honor and my commitment is to do my very best to just keep a clean slate for them so that Mm -hmm. they can also be the master teachers and they can show me what I've forgotten, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, so there was this one experience I wanted to mention that I'm sitting in a choir concert and I'm going to see my cousins um, sing and there's an, uh, a gymnasium full of people. And I see this little girl who I know, I know people have all different kinds of names, indigos, crystal children, you know, all the different things. Um, to me, there was definitely like some kind of uh, crystal or like Pleiadian or something, star seed connection. She just was like super, super clear crystal, huge blue eyes. Like, but it wasn't just her appearance. It was like her vibration. And we locked eyes and I could feel her. And I knew that there was this overwhelming anxiety that she was going through. And, and she was mm-hmm. probably a good 40 or 50 feet from me. It's been a long time, but I'm recounting it to the best of my ability. But we're just sitting there locking eyes and I'm just feeling like she's feeling a lot right now. And I, and I was getting all this downloaded information from her. Like I'm in this family who doesn't understand me and like all this stuff was coming through. And I'm just like, whoa, am I, am I really feeling what I'm feeling right now? And it was like, I could feel the energy of it amplifying. And then I look back over at my cousins and then I look back and suddenly the little girl's gone. And I'm like, Oh my God, where did she go? I knew something had happened. And suddenly I see an ambulance outside pull up Mm -hmm. and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what's going on? I knew it had to do with the little girl. So I did my best to just kind of quietly slip out and I knew it wasn't my business, but at the same time, I just felt this pull because I had had this communication happening where I just knew that there was something bigger than her, bigger than like the human story going on. Mm-hmm. And, and so I peek around the corner and apparently um, she had had some like a seizure or something. Mm. And, um, and so the whole time I'm getting like more of these messages and downloads and I'm like, do I say something to her mother or not? This was like one of my first exercises and like, you're getting, you're getting a message from the divine, go deliver it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and of course at that age, you're like, there's so much in terms of insecurity and, you know, self-judgment that I'm just like, I'm a mess 
trying to like approach this woman's mother. Cause I'm just like, what am I going to say to her? You know, it was just all, it was too much. It was too much in that, in that moment. But I finally, the only thing that I had was a bottle of lavender. Now the little girl was fine. Like she had had her seizure, but then she was, she was totally normal again, but I don't know that it was something that it was like a common occurrence for them or not. But, um, I just walked up to the mother and I said, um, yeah, I said something along the lines of, um, your daughter is experiencing something, something much more than, than, you know, what you're seeing as, as far as the contents of this room, you know, mm-hmm. there's just a lot going on. And so it's really important to just, you know, I don't, I don't remember just like be in your heart or something. I don't remember, but with, I was trying to do it also without being like the person's mother and like, not you should blah, blah, blah. Like I know yeah. you should, shouldn't should on people. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, And then I, I told her, I'm like, I have this bottle of lavender if you want to use it. And, and, you know, at this time, no one was using essential oils or, or very few, not in this area anyway of the country. And so she kind of looked at me like I had, I had like, a joint I was handing her, like just something totally like off the wall, like what the oh, heck dear. is that, you know, mm-hmm. but it was good because it was like my first, even though it didn't necessarily go as smoothly as I, I had hoped in terms of my approach, it was my first foray into understanding my own gifts and my own connection with other people and how, how you can tap into people's fields, like, um, because they are another you, you know, mm-hmm. Not that we should get into people's fields without their permission. That's, you know, obviously that's a different thing altogether, but yeah. But anyway, yeah. So that, that kind of stuff was happening at a very early age. And it, um, I think, you know, between that and the music, I just, it was just a natural um, organic evolution of, you know, being drawn to the healing arts and different things like that. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Absolutely. Wonderful. Now our time is slipping away rather quickly. I'm wondering if you would like to share with us um, more about the divine alchemy temple arts. So what, what is it and how can it assist? How can this, um, I guess it's an organization. How can you help people through it? Uh, what can people expect from it? Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Divine Alchemy Temple Arts is the umbrella of the services that I offer. Um, so as I mentioned before, uh, I'm, a, I'm a sound healer. So that's some of what I do. Sometimes um, I will do um, Zoom classes. Sometimes we'll do live in-person things. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also kind of moving into the space of retreats with some people um, where that would include sound healing, but also different healing arts as well. So I really love um, working with people in person when I get the opportunity. And I know, you know, having an audience that is potentially all over the world, it's um, it's also much easier to be able to do work online. So my online work consists of doing intuitive sessions where, you know, you and I would just sit in on a call or we could do zoom. And it's really about like, what's showing up for you? What is it that you're wanting to work on? And then really reverse engineering that and sort of following that, following that, um, inquiry inward until we find the source of what it is that's showing up of either what it is that's creating any disharmony mm-hmm. or what it is that is what you're wanting to create. And so either way, you're getting a, a support system and really creating the container of crystallizing the vision of what it is that you want to create, whether that's to heal something within your body, which is something I've seen so many times over in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we didn't even get into that at all today, but that's a whole other element of um, what I've experienced in my lifetime is just watching numerous, numerous miracles um, in my own body, my mother's body, my sister, like watching people come back from nearly impossible or seemingly impossible situations. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
So it's really my commitment to, to hold the space for your perfection, because that is the truth of what is. Mm-hmm. And, and so in that, then all of, of this beauty and all of these reminders can sort of unfold and re-manifest as the physical projection of you and your life. Um, and we also, uh, I also offer hypnosis sessions. Mm-hmm. So those can be done in person or online. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And for those of you that live in the area of Western North Carolina, or if you're coming through and visiting, I would love to work one-on-one with you. I, um, any of those things can be done in person as well as, uh, the body work and energy work, which is a whole lot of fun. And the way that I approach doing the body work these days is, um, I create a container essentially where I don't like looking at a clock, right? So when I'm with someone, you know, this is all that matters right now mm-hmm. is seeing you through to your perfection. And so that all of that stuff can kind of come back online. So some sessions can run four hours on the table. You know, it all depends on like what is showing up for the body and what the body and the soul are requesting. Mm-hmm. So, and it's very integrative. So everything that you mentioned in the beginning about the different things and modalities, the essential oils, the sound healing, tuning forks, different things like that, you know, medicine drum, it's like whatever is being called for. It's, it's really important to me to go about things very intuitively and spirit directed. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that way, no two sessions are ever alike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds very shamanic, you know, where you're including um, the the ethereal or the spiritual realms, along with all kinds of different energy healing modalities, which can include um, essential oil, that's energy, healing, sound, music. Now, let's dovetail a little bit into your music. So um, um, it's called Sono, sorry, I'm not, I might not be saying it right. Sono Luminous Divine Entertainment. And then can you speak a bit? uh, There's going to be two links in the description, folks, for you to listen to. You're going to absolutely love it. Love it. One of them is the Spirit of Hathor. And then the other one, um, I'm sorry, uh, can you tell us about about them and and about the music that you do, because it really sent shivers all up and down my arms when I was listening to it. I could feel energy shifting inside myself. And I really want um, the viewers to go and check out those the links to both of those. But do you want to speak a bit about that process? Because it's very powerful. I'm not saying your other processes aren't powerful, but this, uh, this is incredible. And uh, I just hope you can tell the viewers a bit about it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, so I call it sonoluminous divine entrainment. So in training being like, um, to, to sync up, to link up with something. So sonoluminous, like sono sound luminous light, because really everything is sound and light, which really is intertwined in terms of how everything is frequency. And so if everything is frequency, everything is color. Everything that's color is also light. Everything that's light is also sound. It's just all interwoven. Mm-hmm. Um, and then divine, obviously, that's pretty obvious. And then the entrainment piece. So you are, um, what you're experiencing when you're listening to it is me getting myself into that intuitive space intentionally. And I get into sort of like a trance-like state. and. I don't go in with any agenda other than um, for the highest and best to come through, mm-hmm. you know, and if I'm doing it for a group setting and certain people, we, you know, we come in and if we have certain intentions for the group, I used to do custom ones one-on-one and that just, it, it's a lot to do for one person. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to start doing these on a, on a larger scale to make for more people and then just name them based on the information that's coming through. Mm-hmm. So um so yeah, they're not, I don't, um, I don't pre-record things. I don't go into it with any kind of like structure. It's just a very, um, organically unfolding thing. So I go in, I go into that trance state that people might experience in hypnosis, which is like, um, a theta or a Delta state. Right. Um, now 
when I get there and, and some of the things start coming out, there's all kinds of different things that come out. And it's usually vocally, I think, um, that's, what's always the most fascinating to me because, you know, as a young kid, I grew up singing all different kinds of music. Um, but I've never heard my voice sound like it does sometimes when I'm doing this specific offering, because Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like, I'm giving my body over as a living offering to God essence. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, I'm just kind of used as this tool. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. like language comes through, you know, some people might call it speaking in tongues or something like that. But to me, the information that comes through with it, um, some people also call it light language. Is yeah, that- I was going to say it definitely. I, I recognized it right away as light language. Sorry, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're just, um, I think when you open up in that way and you allow that higher source to, to be you, to emote you, to sing you, to move you, then, then this magic comes through. And it's like the way that it's been described to me through spirit, through my connection with God creator source is that there is a need for certain, um, evocations or articulations or consonants or vowels or frequencies, and Mm -hmm. they are easily made with your throat and the sound of your mouth. And if you Mm -hmm. allow yourself to be a vessel for that, then those frequencies have then a birth portal to come into the world. So absolutely. And, and, you know, I I think some people get stuck on language in terms of what we think it means. We want to try to mentalize it and figure it Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think while there could be some kind of interpretation, I don't think that most of it is something you could um, articulate in terms of the English language. It just doesn't work that way. Not for me anyway. You know, me me neither. The English language is a construct, uh, in my opinion, to hold us back. There's all kinds of even concepts and other languages that we don't have language for. And if we don't have, we've been taught to think in the language of our birth or our original language, and then that holds us back. And so by freeing ourselves to use this, this, um, yeah, speaking in tongues or whatever. It's interesting how it happens because the intellect kind of has to disengage and allow room for this amazing, uh, I don't know, uh, verbal fluid to flow. And then this is also the blue or the throat chakra, very, very powerful. And so, um, you know, I, I'm finding it really, really, really interesting. And I'm hoping you make more videos like it because it's just very powerful. The viewers, please check them out. You'll be surprised. You'll really be surprised at how they really get you in the heart and they really help to shift energy. And um, there's two that I know of anyway. They're, they're beautiful. They're so well done. And I want to thank you for, for that. That's amazing. So um, the other thing I was going to ask you is because we're quickly running out of time, would you come back and then we could talk about the high vibrational lifestyle, which includes eating and also really interested in what you have to say about pregnancy and birth. So back when I was having my, my babies, the first Um, the first birth experience was a completely medical experience. And it just really, um, I knew it was wrong, but I didn't have any other choice, ended up having a C-section, had all kinds of problems. But thank God, I did persist with breastfeeding. And that was a really important component of my parenting. It really covers a multitude of sins, I, I got to say. Um, but also the second time I wanted it all natural. So I had no pain medicines. I had, I, I did go just uh, for the actual birth at the hospital um, because it was what they call a VBAC, which is a vaginal birth after cesarean. And they right. convinced me there was some risk, but anyway, that went all fine. It was a completely different experience, a little horrifying, to be honest, because I really wasn't expecting how it all went down, but it was one of the <laughs> best 
experiences in my life. So I hope I'm not grossing people out out there talking about my birth experience. <laughs> it's really important. And it's not talked about. So I'm wondering if, if you can come back and do another show with us maybe next month. And we can really get into the high vibrational um, eating lifestyle, because it's so important. It you know, people go, oh, yeah, I don't want to eat vegetables and, oh, you know, <laughs> but they don't realize how much we're being held back. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry for rambling, but I'm just wondering if you would come back and we could cover that whole arena that we that we didn't have time to get into today. I would be honored. Yes, of course. I would love that. Thank you. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So, um, can you tell uh, people, uh, the, the, the links will be in the description, but can you tell people where they can find you and, you know, kind of just kind of touch on all the different things you can help with so people know? Okay. Um, so first of all, you can find me um, on my website, which is divinealchemytemplearts.com. Um, I also have a YouTube page. I have a couple of YouTube pages, but I'll just give you the, the main one that I'm using these days, which is um, Aurora Alchemy. And alchemy is spelled A-L-K-H-E-M-Y. So, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I uh, am just super honored anytime anybody reaches out um, as far as you know, in, in what capacity I can be of service because I really, I, I love working with groups. I love working one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I am in the beginning phases of also writing my book finally, which is a long time coming. <laughs> ah, writing a book is like that, isn't it? Oh my goodness. I, just, I don't know just, anyone that just sits down and writes a book and publishes. I've been working on mine for like four years. I'm not even halfway. I hear yeah. you. Good it for is, you. It's an undertaking, but you know, I think you kind of, you come to that at a certain point when you realize, like, I've been telling my story so many times over the last de several decades, you know, decades, whatever. And you're like, okay, enough is enough. I need to actually document this because there's just too much to be able to get out, you know, in one interview or whatever. Oh yeah. It's oh, just yeah. a lot to cover, but, um, you know, one of my favorite things, honestly, is, um, working with people, uh, that are, that are looking to create something or that are looking to heal something. Those are my absolute favorite, you know, scenarios, but I love, I love working with all people, honestly, but the reason why I love working with people that are wanting to heal things is because I, like I said, I, I have witnessed, so many miracles. And so it's, it's second nature for me to hold that space for people. And so mm -hmm. again, like even through my music, it's not anything that I'm doing that's healing you. That's really important for me to lay out there and let people know that I'm not the fixer that, that my job. And I feel like anybody who calls themselves a healer is really only reminding you of your wholeness. That mm -hmm. is the job of a healer. And that's the only way I will use that term and be okay with it <laughs> mm -hmm. because I don't ever want people to think that they're coming to me to fix their problem because it's really about, you know, you can go see someone who does energy healing and you might have a total, um, an experience of a total remission or total healing. But if you're not, if you're not reverse engineering and you're not finding out what caused it in the first place, mm -hmm. you're, you could be likely, I'm not trying to project, but that person could be likely to re-manifest that thing because everything that's going on on the inner world of our thoughts, our feelings, our energy, our emotions, our actions, our voice, everything we're speaking, we are highly, highly psychoactive beings. We are mm -hmm. highly creative beings, highly holographic reality here that we're working with. And when you become subtly attuned to all of that energy, to all of those elements, then you realize like you are the creator of your experience, which really is a highly empowered place to be. And so for me, that is like the juice right there, reminding people that miracles are a way of life. This is what mm -hmm. we came here to do. This is who we came here to be. The fact that you're living, breathing, sentient, you have embodied awareness, you are a miracle. And so is 
everything else around you. And so when we can re-attune ourselves to that subtle nature that literally everything is a miracle, you, you, you become more enveloped in this sort of state of rapture and awe that really gets you into those sort of gamma states that can be altering for your mind, for your emotions, for your physiology. And then that energy sort of like a feedback loop turns all of your cells back online to that pristine projection of that physical reality of heaven on earth. So that is my, (laughs) wow, that's fantastic. And I I just love what you're saying. And, uh, you know, we've never needed that more than we need it today. And so what I'm seeing is there's a lot of things in the world that are a bit shocking, disturbing, but uh, they're also waking people up. And once people wake up, they're open to hearing. Like, for instance, a lot of people are turned right off the medical industry now. Now they're open to hearing about energy healing. And I agree with you. Miracles are our birthright. Miracles happen all the time. I've had so many miracles happen to me that the only time I don't have miracles is when I forget that I, that I can have miracles. So um, it's just been such a pleasure to have you on the, on the show, Aurora. Uh, I, um, after uh, we're done the show, I'll book you in if that's okay for next month and we'll continue where we left off. And anytime you get any kind of, um, I don't know, intuitive hit that you want to come on the show and talk about something even different again, you know, you'd be welcome to come back. And uh, because I think the important thing is that we provide what I'm going to call the spiritual food that people are really hungry for. And we're not saying, oh, you have to do it my way. I have the only way. No, you're saying that everybody else have the same philosophy. Everybody else contains their own inner guru and their own findings and their own wisdom. And it's ever so exciting. It's just we have to undo the programming you know, that all of us have been sort of indoctrinated into. So I'm just thrilled to bits to have you on the show today. So thank thank you you again. And thank you to all the viewers for joining us on the Quantum Guide Show. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the Quantum Guide Show. Become the change you wish to see in the world. Subscribe to Karen's YouTube channel, click the like button, and share this show with your friends. Check out Karen's website at karenholtonhealthcoach.com. All the links are available in the description box below. Until the next time, keep up the good work. Splendor endlessness puts all my inner strife to rest. Time gives birth to a redness It all makes sense well more or less And the sages put me to their test With heart and soul to do my best To find the answers to my quest I wonder and I must confess I don't know It's all in the illusion
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.